What is up, Light Leader? And welcome to the Spiritual CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie. Hi, what's up? And I'm a spiritual business mentor and multiple six-figure coaching business owner. I help burnt-out lightworkers become six-figure spiritual CEOs. Here, we'll be sharing all of the mindset and strategy, hacks, tools, tips, insights, techniques, and know-how to help you build and scale a six-figure business that you love so you can truly start experiencing the freedom and fulfillment that you've been looking for. Let's go. Hello, everybody. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual CEO. I am beyond explosively, magnificently fucking epically excited to have one of my absolute soulmates on this podcast with me and this incredible human being and I have such a crazy backstory that neither one of us ever anticipated or even you know had a second thought about or anything and I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit but what I would first love to do is just of course introduce everybody to my very good friend my soul brother and one of my favorite human beings in this entire world Mr. Lance Esios what is up buddy? Oh, what is up? What an amazing intro. Your energy is just firing me up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Super excited to be here, my friend. Super grateful. Oh, I was so amped when you said that you would come on because I was like, I mean, we'll get into your story and everything in a little bit, but if I could think of anyone to be on here talking about what we're going to get into today, it would 100% be you. So what I'll do is kind of just start by giving you guys a little bit of a backstory of how this crazy mofo and I met and we were just talking about it and it was, it must've been about, it was two, it was about two and a half years ago, eh? or maybe two, just over two years. Let me think. So Tony Robbins, March, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. So you guys know already a lot about my story that I was like in a relationship that was very much expired. And I say this with so much love because we know guys that all of these beautiful situations that come into our life, teach us lessons and we get to walk away with these things. And we're like, ah, I know what I don't want. So I know what I want now. <laughs> and um, it, it just so happened. I think it was on day two or day three, myself and a bunch of girls that I'd become friends with, we went and sat in this lovely row at Tony Robbins. We're all pumped up. We're all, you know, high on like three hours of sleep. I mean, Tony gets you up at like two in the bloody morning. Oh, you go home at two in the morning. Then you're up again at six. You're, you know, you're out at this event with 14,000 other people. You guys can imagine the energy in this room. Next minute, what a, what a, what a, what a, this girl's talking next to me. There's this dude behind me. I'm like, hey, it's like, hey, you know, cool. And on we carry with our lives. And I think you partnered with one of the other girls that was there for one of the like tasks that Tony put us through. And we had like a little bit of a chat, like a tiny, like a 0.5 of a second blip in the grand universal scheme of things. And then while I was there in that trip in LA, I had a very, very, very prominent moment in my life that changed everything. I was sitting in the, in the Griffiths Observatory, which is the I don't, not auditorium, what's the planetarium in LA? I'm lying back on my seat. I'm crying because I'm looking at this beautiful display of the universe. They've got literal tears streaming down my cheeks because I'm realizing in that moment that the life that I'm living is so fucking far out of alignment with who I'm meant to be and not even who I'm meant to be, but who I want to be, right? And, and I get out of that and there's a, a message or a comment or something from Lance. And I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. And kind of from there, the weirdest thing started happening. I've never really made an online friend like I've made an online friend with you. And 
throughout the next course of about, uh, I mean, what are we now, two years later, we created such a beautiful friendship, you know, basically almost every single day, especially for about a year in that, we were talking 24-7, super long voice notes, diving into all these crazy things, and, and actually really helping each other with a lot of the shit we were going through individually. So, Lance is someone who's very, very close to my heart, and and I actually probably shared more with you during that time than I shared with anybody, and and that again is just so testament to the fact that the universe will always bring us the right people at the right time. And so now that I've had my tangent, I'd love for you to jump in here and, and tell everybody how that experience was for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that experience at Tony Robbins was so life changing for me in so many ways. And yeah, I remember meeting the group of you ladies, you were, I just really liked your energy. I think there was, her name was Rowena or something, or mm -hmm. I forget her name now. Yeah, no, it was remember. Rowena. Anyways, yeah. there was a, it, was, it was a good vibe. And in a place like that, you're kind of looking for like a vibe, you know, I was with a buddy and we were sitting, we were like, we got to sit in different places for this because I, I don't want to just get stuck with you the whole time. Cause that's the idea. Right. Uh -huh. And so we found you guys and I, and I just started, I liked the vibe and it was, it was cool. And I remember, and then, yeah, we kind of talked, not really, but then after I was just like, I, I, I liked your energy. I liked what you were, how you were showing up on social media. I was like, Oh, this, this girl looks pretty cool. And, yeah, I mean, it was it was coming off such a good, high vibe week, and I was like, there had to be a reason why I met. I ended up out of the that huge group around these girls, and I ended up talking to you. And yeah, it was really amazing because like we started talking, we became friends, and you know, you were going through your thing, and I was going through my thing, you know, with relationship past relationships, and it was really interesting to get to know you and and to be able to even now witness your transformation of how different your life has become in the last two years. And, and we've kind of, and then now, you know, with Tom and just the amazing things that I've seen and how, how like much respect I have for you and how inspiring you are about how you show up every single fucking day. And all you guys listening, like Jackie has been so, as you probably know, but if you're just joining her and you're just learning about her, like she has been since the day I met her, she has been consistent and showing up constantly with amazing high vibe energy with your message of helping and serving. And it's been so amazing to watch. And, you know, it's what you're doing and what you're creating, with, you know, with your brand, your business, you know, you're, you know, being eventually a New York Times bestselling author, a podcaster, like you're, it's, it's so awesome to see because you truly show up and you truly do it all the time. And that's inspiring for me to have a friend like that and to watch you grow and to, you know, be along with you on this ride to witness it. So thank you. So oh my that's, God. I wanted to just acknowledge you for that because it's, it's been amazing so far. Thank you so much, Lance. Like that, that just honestly erupts my heart into just a million different little molecules because, you know, guys, you guys want to like, as a, as an entrepreneur, when you do work for yourself on your own, it's me in my office, you know, I've got, that's it. Hearing stuff like that is, is medicine. 
right? Because we get so caught up in where we are now. We get so caught up in where we were going. We get so caught up in the, in the checkbox of what we need to, to be doing or in our assumption we need to be doing in order to become these people. And to have a beautiful, safe friendship like this where someone really sees you from, the, from all that time ago into now, you know, and, and just hearing that, thank you. Like I'm, I'm gonna replay that a million times to myself when I get, when I get stuck in my head. Because that, yeah, that really means a lot. And honestly, the same to you as Absolutely. well, because yeah, I, we've, oh, go ahead. No, yeah, no, I, I just, I love acknowledging when I see something. I feel like in life, people may not acknowledge people when they, they should, because we assume that everybody knows that, or think the same as we think or something. And I know that when I feel something, I see somebody shining, especially somebody that I care about. I want to tell them. Because we don't know that we can't assume that they think that we see that they see themselves like that, mm -hmm. right? That's so powerful too. Because I have the same thing with myself: is that when somebody tells me that, it's like a reassurance. It's like, oh, okay. Because sometimes we don't see ourselves mm -hmm. the way others see us. People mm -hmm. assume, like, don't you see? Like, don't you understand that you could do anything and you can do all this? But you're like. Yeah, in theory, but fuck, sometimes I don't believe in myself. And you may see this person that looks confident, but I'm not always like that. Sometimes it's nice not, not to like seek, you know, people validating you, but it's, it's nice when somebody acknowledges what you do, you know, and it's in, in, a, in a real authentic, kind way. And that's why I, I really think it's important out there to, to anybody listening. It's like when you see that in people, you know, go acknowledge it. Acknowledgement is great and you can really make somebody's day. So without yeah. getting too cheesy, I mean, that's uh, <laughs> something I, I enjoy to do. So, you know. yeah, I love that. I love that. I totally make a point of that as well. We were out of breakfast the other morning and I saw this girl with like fucking gorgeous legs, like holy shit. And I literally went up to her and I was like, I just have to say you have the most amazing legs right? Like seriously, so beautiful. And she blessed and she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Right. But anyway, let me cut that for a sec. Cause what I really want to do is actually just give you yeah. or, or rather allow you to really introduce yourself because one of the biggest reasons why I have you on this show is because you are somebody who so to me embodies resilience, embodies moving forward, embodies taking challenges in your stride. And obviously, you know, all of these words create that one word of adversity, right? And so we're, we'll get right into that now. So before we do that, I want you to answer this question, right? How would your mum describe what you do? Oh, that radio show thing you do? <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, like that podcasty thing you do? <laughs> or like, I, I don't know, like I... Uh, I still, I've had to tell her like a million times. She's like, I think she, I think now she's starting to get an idea that, you know, my purpose is to help people. And I do that through my podcast. I do that through sharing stories of others. And while I do that, it allows me to heal. So I like to hope that she thinks that that's a good, you know what I'm going to ask now, as soon as I get off this call or maybe like within the next couple of days, I'm going to ask her that Yeah, because that is probably one of the best questions I've ever been asked. <laughs> and I really was like, I don't even know what she was, some online thingy. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like we get it. We get it. We so get it. Oh my God. Lance. Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. University of adversity. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Totally. Right. But sometimes our parents are just like, yeah, my parents as well. Like my mom's like, yeah, no, no, Jackie's like a life coach. I'm not a fucking life coach. 
<laughs> it's so yeah. funny, right? Okay, so how would you then describe what you do? So I have been on a journey of healing and personal, personal transformation, you know, like since I got out of the bar industry, you know, and a little bit of a backstory, I was a hockey player turned bartender, <laughs> turned alcoholic, turned animal for a while. <laughs> I was living in Australia, running around, just being a party animal. I lost my younger brother and my dad within 18 months. And it really, it really forced me to have a look at myself and what I'm doing and what this life really means. So I needed inspiration in my life. I needed, that's what I used as medicine. So I created the podcast and University of Adversity. And I only did what I felt was, was a calling to me to help other people that are going through struggle by providing with others that have gone through either inspirational stories of transformation, healing, and provide them with some educational tools or resources that they can apply in their own lives. Because that's what I needed. That's all I knew. So as I started to get moving and getting traction, I started to feel like in flow. I started to feel like, oh, wow, this is actually, this is actually feeling really good. It doesn't feel like work. And I would be attracting more people and people wanting to connect with me. And before you know it, I was having these like incredible conversations with people. And when you start to do that at that high level of vibration consistently over time, you become that. You become that vibration that you're constantly practicing right? Like it became just who I was. And then I just realized like I started to heal and I started to, I started to just become a different person. I started to see life differently. I started to realize that I was making a difference because as I healed, I'm allowing other, other people to heal. And it inspires me to share other people's stories and to really connect on a deep level and see them open up and share that. Because when I feel that, I get goosebumps talking about it, other people feel that too. And then other people, even if it's just a spurt of inspiration, even if it's just a little bit to make them feel better, to go and get through that thing that they're, they're facing, that's, that's enough for me to feel good that I, I'm helping. And when you get messages from people that resonated with something that you said or somebody's story, that feels so good. And, you know, in a selfish way, I get, I get enjoyment. I get high from hearing people's stories of how it helped them. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's fueled me. Yeah. It's fueled me to want to keep doing that. And I didn't know what I was doing when I started. I was just going off. I need to do this podcast because this feels right and I need to share. And as over time, you know, as we start to heal ourselves, we start to bring the darkness into the light. We start to really create the self-love, get rid of the old stories, start to create new ones. Then your lens gets a little clearer and then you are able to start really tapping into that soul path, that intuition, 
and start creating and doing things that you really love to do and you really align with because it's not being blocked by all this, this, this crap that has these stories that you keep telling yourself, right? And that takes time, but that's what I've noticed in my life is that as I've started to heal, it's allowed me a different lens to see life so that I can pursue other things that I'm, I'm passionate about. So I'm a student of life. I'm on a path of, of personal growth and healing and, you know, we're just getting started. So it's, it's been quite a ride since I've known you and uh, I, you know, I'm grateful for the journey, you know? Yeah. Wow. So many nuggets just in there. So many nuggets. And I especially love when you were talking about how it, when you created the podcast, it was the medicine you needed because by, by sharing your story and bridging those gaps between humanity and kind of really shining a light on these dark parts that we all go through in life, not only do you blow up this unattainable idea of life needing to be perfect all the time and not go through all these things, but as you just said, as you heal and you share that medicine, you're helping other people to heal. And, and Tom and I had a huge discussion about this the other day where I was saying to him, how do you know yourself if not through another, right? And after about an hour of this really intense conversation, he said to me, you know, because one of, just very transparently, one of the biggest things that I'm really going through at the moment is really this, this new, what's the word, understanding or this layer that I've kind of revealed that fundamentally at a core, I actually have a, a limiting belief that I'm alone. And so what happens is naturally I create this like, very independent, very like strong, very, you know, I can do everything that I want and I can, and I do, I go after my dreams like a fucking arrow, right? Like there's nothing that stops me when I decide I want something, but sometimes what that can do is it isolates me. And so over the last sort of year of our, or not even the year, like the last sort of four months, more so the last two, three months of, of our relationship, this is something that I've really been learning to to work through and to, and to undo. And, and just like you said there, as, as we speak about and share and create these beautiful interactions between different beings expressing themselves, it's, it's, it's medicine for the world, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And that was really interesting what you just said about having that, that feeling like being alone. I do. That's the exact same thing I go through. And yeah, I which is why we're BFF. <laughs> I wonder why, like, where does that come from? Because sometimes, yeah, I get so used to being alone that it's almost like I'm trying to, like, prove something that I can do it alone or something. I don't know. It's mm. weird. Like, I'm really glad you brought that up because it's interesting. And I wonder, I wonder where that stems from. Yeah, I mean, have, have you heard of the attachment styles and love, like the different adult attachment styles? So you have like anxious I, attachment, avoidant attachment and secure attachment? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I won't go into it in too much depth now, but, but basically why I bring that up is because quite often when you have these sort of beliefs of, of needing to be alone or that you can only sort of control your success or whatever, if you're doing it on your own or, or the world's against you. I mean, I don't have that particular belief of the world being against me. It's more just that, like, if I want what I want, you know, you've got to go for it kind of thing. And, mm -hmm. and it actually some, well, the theory is that it kind of comes down to how you were parented as a young, young infant. So if you cried, for example, w were your parents very consistent in coming to pick you up, love you, give you what you 
you need or were they inconsistent where sometimes you cried and you asked for help so to speak and then you you sometimes got love sometimes didn't get love or were they did you cry and and never get that and so that's kind of the theory of how we develop these attachment styles as adults in relationships whether you're anxious which means you're like you were sort of inconsistently not loved, but inconsistently answered as, as a baby. Yeah. And there's secure, which is consistency. And then there's avoidant, which is just like never, like you were never, like that's, that's where that alone kind of like, oh, if anything gets too close, it's not good, you know? Crazy, right? I, lo- I love it. It's so fascinating. And, you know, just hearing that, it's just, it, I just, I get so fascinated on, you know, our, our background and like why we do what we do. Like, it's just so interesting for me to go back and look at like, you know, even when I, somebody asked me, and I know we have this in common about bullying, you know, I look back at when I was, I got bullied this one section of my life and I'm like, holy shit, a lot of things came from that. Like a lot of things were like, I started to get like, I lost confidence. I started to, it it stemmed into my high school and because I really wanted to unpack, like, why did I get involved in like, you know, alcohol and drugs? And why did I, you know, what was the reason for that? Mm. And I really, I feel like it stemmed from, from those times as a teenager. And then it like, all of a sudden you discover these things, these, these, these things like alcohol, where it's like, oh, this takes me away from, from that feeling and allows me to be somebody else. And I can kind of hide and be a new identity. And, and, and then, you know, I created this new identity that was the, you know, alcohol, like that new person. And it allowed me to get away from that feeling of discomfort of not feeling like enough or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just so interesting because the way we're raised and, and, and that journey along the way, if one thing, you know, your parents like you were saying with that, uh, you know, if they didn't give you enough attention in this way, then you end up like that. It's so fascinating because those things can lead us down these other paths. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we're like, well, I'm here now, so I'm just here. But it's like interesting to go back and look at like, huh, why did I end up here? Like, how did I, why did I make that decision at that time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. what's the reason? Why was I yeah. thinking like that, right? Yeah. Well, because we're born, like when we come out of our mum's nuns or we're c-sectioned out or whatever like we we're blank canvases right but then we bring in it's not to me it's not a theory to me it's my reality when we bring in the understanding that we pre-chose our lives right and like every life we choose we in my belief anyway we're here to learn different things to be able to evolve differently and play in the playground that is earth play in the playground that is this 3d dimensional place right and so then technically we would choose our parents based on the conditioning they're going to give us so that we can then experience the challenges we're going to experience think the way that we're going to think and then create those outcomes and then shift or change or keep with it or whatever the case is it's like one big learning experience Mm -hmm. and kind of on that train as well like you guys, I met Lance when he was living in Canada. He had a girlfriend. Like, it was like a, a perfect little picture life. Now, homie is literally like jungle man in Costa Rica. He's just done an incredible <laughs> journey with plant medicine, which I really want to get into because I think you and I have quite similar views on, on psychedelics and, and kind of frequency shifters in, in the way that I put it. So without me even asking you anything about it, I just want to rip the ring out. I want you to go balls to the wall and just tell 
tell whatever is, is coming through to you in this moment about your journey and, and what you did, what it was for, you know, cause my, my community is very different. We've got people who know a hundred percent what we're talking about. We've got people who, who might only hear of ayahuasca for the first time right now. So mm. please just tell whatever sources begging you to share right now. For sure. I just want to say like plant medicine isn't for everybody and I don't condone it. It's not something that I go and say, you need to do this. I just want to be clear about that to everybody. Like my messaging is not like that at all. And I'm like that, I'm like that with everything. Nothing is for everybody. I believe, you know, so anyway, I'm currently in Costa Rica and I did ayahuasca. I sat with it for four nights at an amazing retreat center called Saltara. Highly recommend it. Impeccable place. It was absolutely amazing. So we sat with it for four nights. And now I'm in Costa Rica for the next, I don't know how long, because it's such a beautiful place. And we'll get into that after. But I have been, again, as I said, on a journey of healing and personal growth and transformation. And I've tried different modalities. You know, I've tried breath work. I've tried deep hypnotherapy. I've tried meditation. I've done journaling of gratitude. All of it. All of them are beautiful and they've all been pieces to the puzzle of who I am today. Not what, like, <laughs> Can I just add in there as well? Different. Silent retreat, remember? And also abstinence you did for oh. a while too. Those right. were fun. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I did men's yoga. I did two men's kundalini retreats Yeah, as that's well. it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've done, I've done the things, right? Yeah. Because my my thing is to like, I want to help people heal. So I also want to learn ways that maybe aren't the normal one, like, you know, that like the other side of it, like psychedelics, it fascinates me to know that the power that these can have on your subconscious, the -hmm. power that these can have in healing and the science is out there. Right. So I started off, you know, I've done psilocybin, magic mushrooms, that kind of thing recreationally. And I started to get into this stuff more because I'm part of Aubrey Marcus's fit for service platform. And I learned a lot from him. And I started to learn about DMT, 5-MeO-DMT, Bufo, which is from the Toad, Sonoran Desert. That was my first time with psychedelics. And it took me on a ride that I can't even, it was, it was just such a beautiful thing. But after that, I was very curious about ayahuasca and ayahuasca is a combination of two different plants i won't get into too much about that but i was being called to do this medicine specifically in costa rica and i didn't know why but now i do <laughs> so <laughs> i went into this <laughs> i went into this this was so this was like one of the most profound weeks of my life. And I sat with it for four nights and it showed me all the things that I needed to look at and the insights and the metaphors that I was seeing was just like, it's so hard to comprehend how incredible this medicine is and how it's like this dance between it knows the intelligence of the plant and your psyche and where to play around, where to pull out, what needs to be addressed. It's fucking hard. And hard may be the wrong word. It's, it's challenging. And it gives you everything that you need to look at 
as far as, let's say, for example, one of the nights, this was the second night, I asked the Sean or the, the maestro, I said, what is this block that I have? Like, I feel like I have this potential and like, you know, I've done Akashic record readings and all these different things. And I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be successful, but I don't feel, I feel like there's a block. He translates it to the guy. He tells me, he says, self-love. Mm. I said, self-love. He's like, in order for you to fully love yourself, you need to, in order to, in order, you need self-love. And for order to you to really create success and love yourself, you need to fully love yourself. And he just gave me an example of how I, for me to love my family, I need to fully accept and love myself. And in theory, I knew that. I talk about this all the time on my podcast. And just for anybody that wants to check out the full trip report, I did like an in-depth four episodes on my podcast, which I'm sure Jackie will link in the show notes as well. Just if you want to go deeper with this. But that night, I thought going into the ceremony, I was like, oh, self-love, easy. This is going to be fucking easy. Oh, my God. I had to sit and face all of the deepest shadow and darkness that I fucking experienced. Like, I had to sit and I saw entities. I saw the darkness. And I was being told that, you cannot spiritually bypass this stuff. You've been doing this your whole life. You're like, you can't go, you can't go and run away and eat. You can't go and, and distract yourself. You can't go and, you know, do what guys do with porn or whatever. You can't do any of that stuff. You have to sit with this stuff until the sun comes up. And it was so fucking uncomfortable and so scary that, it felt like I was, it was never going to end. And I sat there until sun came up at 5.30. I was, the feeling that I had was, if any of you guys have ever had a bad dream and you wake up and you feel really like sensitive, like you don't want to go to the bathroom because it's like, you're kind of scared, you've been spooked or whatever, you're like really sensitive. Like I've gotten that from nightmares before and that's what it was like the entire night. Finally, I got the courage to get up and go outside because she was telling me, like, you cannot, you need to sit here and process this and sit through it, sit through your darkness, sit through your shadow until it's light. And the metaphor for that was, in order you to fully love yourself, you need to fully accept your shadows. You need to fully accept your dark side. You need to fully accept it because it's all just as important. That's true self-love, is the acceptance and the love of all of it. Not just the, just the stuff that you want to love, just the good things. It's all of the darkness. It's all of that. You're, all of these things deserve a seat at the table because it's all part of who you are. And we need to get comfortable with accepting that. And whether it's good or bad or anything, it doesn't matter. To really fully love yourself is you have to accept and love that darkness just as, as anything. So when I got into the light after that, I went out into the sun. And I've never been so fucking happy to see the sun. I've never had so much gratitude in my heart to see light. And I was like in tears. Like I could almost like cry just thinking about it because I was... 
I had to sit through such uncomfortable feelings that I, I, and to see the feeling of the other side of that, to see the light was just like, oh my God, I fully feel the light because I fully felt the dark. And it's, it's, it's hard to comprehend if you've never done this, but it's needed. It's exactly what I needed to see and needed to feel. And just to retelling the story, I feel like I'm reliving it again. The bliss that I felt. So that was just such a powerful night for me. And I remember when we had a sharing circle the next day, I told that story and people were like, wow. Like, and the third night was even, was even more bananas, but, but it was a good way. So that was really powerful. And for any of your listeners out there, I mean, that's the thing in this world is sometimes we want to, and I know this is just for me. I wanted to bypass some of the things in my life because of positivity and just be positive and just, it'll just positive attitude yourself out of it. And that doesn't do anything. You got stuff that you need to work through and it's okay to sit in the shit someday, some days. It's okay. It's all right. Fucking journal on that. Meditate on it. Feel it. Let it pass. If you're just going to bypass it and throw it away, it's going to keep, it's going to keep coming and you're going to attract things that you probably wonder, why do I keep attracting this bullshit? It's because you haven't processed a lot of that and you haven't fully accepted it. You haven't let it run its course. And that was such a big thing that I had to face that talk about power of plant medicine like that it changed my life that that moment like that couldn't have i personally i shouldn't say i couldn't but like i haven't got there doing other things i know you can i could probably get there through breath work i've had some emotional deep breath work sessions where i'm like you know i saw my dad i was crying but that that night specifically like really really showed me a lot as far as like what what unconditional or what what like really loving yourself means because i'm so hard on myself i beat the shit out of myself for so long because of my inner critic and i judge myself and i compare myself like oh my podcast isn't as good as this guy's or this isn't this and my business sucks and it all it's all bullshit it's all stories stories that don't matter stories that don't matter it's like, just accept them who they are. It's fine. Right. And so, yeah, that was a huge realization for me. I hope all your listeners got some out of that because that was, it was, it was really, really important for me to go through. Holy shit. I'm just sitting here. Like you guys rewind like three minutes and play that shit as your Sunday sermon. Because what Lance just said there, I think is, I mean, just there are so many things within that number one, the spiritual bypassing. And, and I know that I'm guilty of it at, at times too, because I've trained my mindset so well to look for the positive, look at things as a challenge, look at it as always growing. That's great. And that's a great tool that we have for our human. Mm -hmm. But then what happens with the shit that isn't actually processed? I personally end up projecting it. I, you know, I'll, I'll shout at Tom for doing something tiny or I'll, you know, have an argument with my brother or I'll, I'll, I'll find myself looking in front of the fridge, but, but it's because I haven't processed the actual energy, which is stagnant, right? Mm, totally. Yeah. And, and I'm all for, like, that's what I want to be clear. Is like, I'm not one of these people that, oh, you're being negative all the time. No, like <laughs> fucking positivity. Like you, that's, you've got to program yourself to fucking see, yes. be grateful and be positive. But yes. we're humans. Mm -hmm. The experience 
the dualities, the spectrum of light and dark is all the human experience. Mm -hmm. We have to feel all of them. Oh and all of it God. is beautiful. Oh. It's all beautiful. But we are so conditioned to, oh, no, I don't want to face that. I want to run away. I want yeah. to medicate. I, want to, I, want to, yeah. I, want to, I don't want to feel that. And sure, I mean, you can, but it's just until come you back. bring it to light, until you bring it to the light, it's, it's, going to keep, it's going to keep showing up. And it's the same thing with like another example is one of my mentors, Eric Godsey, he's, he's a master at this stuff, is like your shadow side. It's like when you, you get triggered by people, when you see things about people that trigger you and you don't know why, it's like get super curious with that and journal about that because usually it's something in them that you see especially online with social media. It's like, mm. get super curious. It's like those feelings that you have towards them are usually something that you're within you that you see. Like if you see if people are like pissing you off, oh, why do they keep doing that? Why do they like, you know, especially people that are doing really well and you're not, it's like <laughs> you want to like get upset. Get curious about that because write that down and go through it. And usually it's something that we know we can be showing up better in our own lives. And I'm so guilty for this. I do it all the time. And I'm like, but I've gotten so much better at just being like, why does this bother me? Like, what is this teaching me? Because this person is killing it and I, I, I hate them or don't like them because they're doing well. Like, mm. what the fuck? And I'm like, what is, you know? And I think that's what we, most people go through these days, especially with like online. And that's part of our shadow stuff knocking at our door too. So it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's always interesting to kind of let the shadow come and have dinner with you, you know, invite it in there, you know, because it's, it's, it's got an important seat at the table, you know? Oh my God. I love the way that you just say that, you know, and, and I think that's where things like, and again, like I'm exactly the same as Lance. I'm not saying that that sitting with plant medicine or different activation tools is for everybody and I'm not saying that it's something that I recommend for every human being to go out and do or anything like that at all you know we all have our own very personal journeys and, and we're all called to different tools at different times for different reasons and like anything in life I'm going to say this again like anything everything is just a tool and it's the intention that creates the reality from it now this is where I think things like plant medicine and activation tools can, can come in handy when we do have, I guess the best way to call it is, is a very strong ego, or you can think of it as a very strong, solid belief system that, that is limiting you. They might not be negative beliefs, right? But they, it's, it's limiting, limiting boxes that you can't break out of no matter how hard you try with all of these other tools because they are so strong and so solid and you've built yourself physically into this being with this system and so sometimes when you've got to when, when you are dealing with deep trauma again guys like trauma doesn't have to be something hardcore all the time trauma can be you know your your parents leaving you to cry as a one-month-old and you not being able to process that or your favorite toy being taken away as a four-year-old and you then having this belief created that everything you love is going to be taken away from you you know so trauma trauma when, when we talk about stuff like this when these things are so far back in your subconscious and you don't understand no matter how hard you try what you're working what you know why you're showing up the way that you are there are tools that can help you do this right and i think that's where these sorts of things do come in 
and handy again not at all saying that I, I recommend it for everybody or anything but it's just it's just that understanding and, and that's why I love how you just said that you had no choice but to sit in it and that's because of the mm. activation that you were placed in it's because of the the dimension that that had been created to support that moment within your spiritual experience right mm. yeah and it's not everybody is ready for the ride. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that because mm -hmm. there is an ultimate surrender of the ego mm -hmm. and acceptance of you have to, you have to accept death like in some of these medicine journeys, because we hold on to these stories and identities so strong and we think in theory, Oh yeah, it'll be easy when you're in it and you're fading away and you have to kind of let yourself go because in order for the, a lot of times the medicine is showing you that in order for you to create new stories, this one has to die and you have to be okay with that. And it's part of it. But the lessons for this is the, the, the thing that plant medicine does is it'll get things, discover things that you may not even know but it'll just force you to look at them. Sometimes we need to be forced. Some, if you're at that path. For me, it was like seeing what I needed to see just allowed, yeah, it was like the curiosity to like figure out what is in there just allowed me to create so much more clarity for my path ahead. Because it, it, it took things that I didn't know were there. And it like, the point of this is like sometimes we need somebody needs to show it to you because our ego is so strong mm -hmm. that otherwise we'll never be able to like soften it and connect mm -hmm. and, and get rid of it. So yeah, it's, it was, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's the ultimate surrendering tool. Like if you really want to learn what surrender is, go sit with ayahuasca and you'll figure it out real quick. <laughs> it's like, but again, not necessary for everybody, but definitely get curious with it. If you're feeling called to it, explore it. Yeah. Make sure you're doing it with the right people. You know, life's a journey, you know, and there's whatever healing modality best suits you, that's the right one. And you have to do what's right for yourself, not what people say on the internet, not what people say on podcasts. It's like what feels right to you. Mm, what follow feels what feels right good. With, yeah. And, yeah. and, when the time is right for you, it, you'll know it, so. Yeah, I love that. It's so true, like it's just about feeling what feels good and that's for everything in life, but it's learning to, to trust that even when it doesn't make logical sense, learning to trust it when it's not the supposed path you're supposed to be taking, it's, it's what feels good because I firmly believe that our, our emotion is our direction, our, our internal space is that compass in life, right? So on, on a sort of another note, what I'd really, well, not really another note, but what I'd love to, to ask you, Lance, is, you know, as, as somebody who is an incredible spiritual entrepreneur, as somebody who has so much amazing experience with, with as you just said now, like bringing also that, that shadow to, to the table, come and have dinner, like let's have a conversation, something that a lot of spiritual CEOs go through, myself included, I mean, I mean everybody I know is imposter syndrome, right? This, this, or, or, or this feeling of, of inadequacy where we're just not enough. And so how does that show up for you in your life? And what are some really great ways that you're able to share that, that help you to move through that? Such a great question because I think 
I really believe that in order for you to become somebody else, to, to become, you know, to create a new story, a new identity, a new career, whatever it is, you have to become somebody else. And I would say that it's almost normal to feel that. Like you mm. almost should feel that. Like you Oh my should. God, I love that. You, you, you should feel it. And I think it's a word that's meant to feel icky, but hey, like if you're becoming somebody else, it's going to fucking feel uncomfortable. And you're going to feel like it doesn't align with exactly who you are now because you're still telling yourself stories about who you were. So I think it's a little bit about just be compassionate with yourself and being like, yeah, you know what? In order for me to get, you know, for, let's say, if I want to become like Tony Robbins and get, do what he did, like it's going to, I'm going to feel some sort of, imposter syndrome or like I'm not good enough to be there because I'm not there yet. And it's, it's normal. I, I feel like we need to get comfortable with that feeling because that feeling is like, is the growth. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing because I think, you know, as we talk and promote spiritual growth and, you know, you need it in entrepreneurship, you need to be so mentally strong and tough and learn all the lessons but I think it's almost like get okay with feeling imposter syndrome. You're, you're evolving for fuck's sakes. Holy like, shit. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's okay. Like, of course, wow. like it's, wow. it's almost like invite it because if you're not feeling that, then you're not really becoming the other person. Are you? Or you're not oh really my getting God. That. I'm just sitting here like fucking mind blown. And I hope you guys are listening are as well, because you are the (laughs) first and only person in my entire life in all my conversations with a bazillion different people who has ever said something like that about imposter syndrome, because I think we're all so quick to be like, no, you're good enough. You're worthy. You're deserving. You've got this, but you're so right. Of course you don't feel good enough because you're not fucking there yet. And the reason why you're not there yet is because clearly there's some shit going on in your life that you need to sort out and stabilize so that you can actually hold that next level of success. Tony Robbins isn't sitting at home scrolling through his phone on Instagram. Tony Robbins isn't sitting at home wasting three days watching Netflix. Tony Robbins isn't isn't fueling his body with crap food. You know, he's he is. Right. An, I mean, you and I love him, so so we always talk about him. But like, you know, obsessed he, with the guy. Yeah, right. We love you, Papa Tony. Oh, also, just total side note. I want to just like really shout out Lance for a second. You said something way earlier in this podcast about like, right? You were you were talking about comparing yourself and like, oh my god, how did they get that person on their podcast? I just want to very blatantly and openly blow a little bit of smoke up this guy's ass right now because he's literally had people like Jack Canfield. Is that how I say his surname? The the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's had Grant Cardone. He's had Dean, whose last name I can never, ever pronounce. Graziosi? Graziosi. Oh, I'm close. Yeah. On his podcast, which is insane, along with so many other people, you guys. And his podcast is seriously one of the best out there. And I'm not just saying that because he's like homie number one, but also, I mean, I remember again, like two years ago, you were like, podcasts weren't even really like a big, like they were, but not like they are now. And you were, you were like, I feel like you're, you were the captain cook, you know, you were like the, the, one of the, in, in my eyes anyway, like the very first kind of people to really commit to it and do it in a big way and, re- and really grow that in a massive way. So really kind of thinking about that journey that you've been on and, you know, all of these epic things you have just brought to the table for every single one of us, myself included, I'd really love to know from you, who or what is inspiring you right now in this moment? 
It's a great question. Fabulous question. I'm getting inspired from the, the energy that I'm involved in in nature right now. Like, I'm staying in Costa Rica, and I actually did an Instagram story about this today. And this came, this realization came to me, is that when you put yourself in an environment where there's, like, I have the ocean view, I have trees, I have nature. It's like expansion. It's like endless opportunity. It's like it 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 just feels abundant and limitless. And normally, you know, where I live in Vancouver, Canada, I'm in the city and I'm downtown and I'm in this concrete jungle and my creativity just feels limited. And right now, today, I was like, I feel like an unlimited potential that I'm tapping into from the expansion, expansiveness of nature that I look at and what I feel. I feel that that expansiveness of nature is allowing me to tap into the deepest level of my creativity and the deepest level of my soul purpose because it's what I see in the horizon and it is what I feel. So I understand now why people need to go to a place where they can write a book or create. And I just feel so inspired and blessed that I can be, that I have somehow manifested this where, you know, I'm writing a book as well. I'm doing all these things. This year, my word was expansion. Mm. I planted so many seeds the last couple of years. And now is like this time where I can just fully dive into my creativity. And I don't believe that I would have been able to do this in the city. Mm. I only believe that I was able to do this where I am. And it just goes to show you that your environment and what you see and what you do, and what you feel, has a reflection on your level that you can tap into and create. So that inspires me right now. It inspires me to look outside and feel that my work doesn't feel like work right now. It feels like I'm just creating all day. Things that seemed like a chore before is just like, oh, it's just like stuff that I was resisting, getting my website stuff into these people and doing this work. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm just creating. I'm just like, this is part of, this is the thing. I'm doing it. And it hasn't felt like work. So I guess within myself, that's inspired me within nature. So mm. yeah, hope that, so, hope that wasn't uh, too long of an answer, but I no, think it really hits at, at home. Yeah, it and at home. totally for anyone listening guys, like, I mean, obviously we can't really travel right now for various reasons, you know, but <laughs> I mean, even, even if, if you're feeling a lack of inspiration, fuck, just pack your laptop or your book or whatever it is, your journal, whatever, and just drive to a new place in your country, just drive to a new place in your city, just drive an hour out into nature, park, you know, park yourself up there for the day, change your environment and, and your, your results will change. Because I mean, I know as well, when I'm traveling and I'm out in an expensive place, for example, you know, I spent a lot of time in Indonesia. I remember you messaging me, you were debating about like, where, like you were debating something that, you know, I won't repeat it on here, but about like it to do with like stuff post ending of your relationship. And I remember when you messaged me, I was literally standing in this like tiny little village with like no roads, they had horses and carts. And I'm messaging you back and there's chickens everywhere 
there and there's like these donkeys and all this and you know that just it's it's just bringing back this memory of of just the, you know and I'm looking out my window right now and there's like houses next to me and and it totally is it's changing that environment when it is expansion when there is you know this 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 infinite potential your vibration can't help but match that and vice versa you know so I think what you just said is is a very very important thing and sort of on that note then I'd love to hear from you because as spiritual CEOs, we all run our days somewhat similarly, but somewhat very differently as well. So I'd love to know from you, like what does, especially out in like YOLO jungle nature, Costa Rica, what does a typical day in your business day look like right now? Another great question. <laughs> so morning routine has been something that has been very important to me. And I've been trying to master this for a couple of years now, two or three years. And what I've found to be the best up until this point has been these three things. First one being, as soon as I get up, I meditate. I sit in stillness. I do that. I've, I've worked my way up to anywhere from 20 minutes to 45 to an hour. That works for me. Not everybody's going to be able to do that, but I would just invite you to just be intentional and sit still and watch your breath for minimum five minutes, three minutes, five minutes, just one, make sure whether it's two minutes or not that you just do it every day. Don't take a zero. Like if you're going to do it, just do it consistently. It's not how long you do it. It's how consistent you are. The second thing would be, I've been talking about, journaling so much and it's completely changed my life gratitude has been a thing and there's a difference between two kinds of gratitude journaling there's one that does nothing and there's one that does something the one that does something for me anyways i journal out 10 things that i'm grateful for but i don't just say i'm grateful for my toothbrush and move on i turn this into a journaling practice I do five things I'm grateful for that have happened and why I'm grateful for them. And I elaborate on it and I feel it. You know, I'm grateful for my healthy body because it allows me to experience this life. It allows me to move, run, it allows me to think, communicate these arms. I'm able to grab things. I'm able to eat. I'm able to fully experience life. And I go into it and that's one. I do that for five things. That's the difference between gratitude journaling the right way and the wrong way, in my mm. opinion, is like turn it into a practice, like get real creative with it, like really mm. feel it. And once you've done that, those five things, do five things, future, future tense, like five things, like Dr. Joe Dispenza, five mm. things you want to happen, you want to manifest, but do it as if they've already happened. So for me, I, I do... I, I'm grateful to be a New York Times bestselling author because I'm able to connect with people all over the world. I'm able to expand my reach. I'm able to speak on stages. I'm able to, all those things. And I do that for five things. And then after, I read them over and I say, I'm grateful. I read them over again and I say, thank you, thank you, thank you to each one. And I feel the feeling of it, what it feels like to really feel each thing. That's really important when doing gratitude journaling is that you need to feel it. You can't just do it and think it's going to work. 
You have to do that. And that again is a consistent thing. And I got this from the book, The Magic. And this is one thing that it may be cheesy to some people, but this was a book that helped me a lot because I was a very negative person. I was very like, oh, this is bullshit, this woo-woo <laughs> shit. I was like, it's what I needed. I needed the simplest process broken down for me. And all of a sudden, after 28 days, I started to feel different. I started to look at things different. I started to appreciate things. People started coming into my life. People started leaving. Things just changed. So number two, like my gratitude practice is really, really big. And when my days, when my days are going well, when I can get those done consistently for like days and weeks on end, things go really well. Third one can be, let's see like how consistent I am with it. I mean, <laughs> it's, this one can, I mean, sometimes I'll, I'll have movement. Sometimes I won't. It really, as long as I nail the two, I'm really happy. You know, those, those two things are like super, super, super important for me is to meditate and do a journal practice and some sort of movement. And then, you know, with a coffee, all that. And then, you know, I, I, I start my day. But I've also been trying out a different way is that there's other theories where maybe you should do your most important stuff first and do all that stuff later, which I'm also inviting the opportunity to try because for some of us, and this is just, this is interesting for anybody. Some of us are procrastinators and sometimes possibly the morning routine could be an evening routine and we just want to get after it first thing to do your hardest thing first the most challenging thing first that you resist and I actually did that today and i had the most productive day so it depends it it changes it's it's really it's really like what feels right to you but but commit to something for a while right commit to something for a while and i think your life will change and you'll feel feel a lot better but also don't beat yourself up if you can't follow through with it just get back up and do it the next day the worst thing you can do is get is is do something and forget to do it, and then you will spend the whole morning beating yourself up. It makes no sense. It's counterproductive. So, you know, be easy on ourselves, just and stay consistent the best you can, and mm. adopt one that's meant adopt one that's best for you. Mm. Magic! I love that. I love how you just really spelled out the gratitude practice because I think that that's something. I mean, I even just totally got inspired by you saying that because I think when you have been doing it for so long and it's so embodied, it's almost like you almost, I don't want to say you get used to it, but it's like you, you almost, I don't know, like kind of not even forget the importance of it, but it's so good to remind yourself of why you're actually grateful for this thing. Like that's because that's, that's what you're aiming for is that feeling of appreciation, that deep fulfillment and that, that, that deep thankfulness of everything that you're listing out. That's, that's the actual thing, right? The writing is fuck all. What's what you're aiming for is that feeling because that's creating the vibration, right? Yeah. And it kind of kills two birds with one stone, right? Like I think journaling and brain dumping and just writing in general is great, mm -hmm. you know? Because I've played around with just pages where you just write three pages straight, conscious writing, which is awesome. But I kind of just, I find to kill two birds with one stone, I'll just write. And I find if I'm writing about stuff that I'm grateful for, it just like completely shifts my mindset. It's like, mm. oh, I'm just, you know, oh, there was what, sorry, I forgot reading. Reading I do yeah. as well. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so those three things, movement right after is, is optional, but reading those three together are very, very important. Meditation, yeah. gratitude, and reading. But yeah, because the gratitude thing is, is it's not for everybody, like, you know, whatever. But for me, for where I needed to be, it works. And I find my days flow best when I'm in the gratitude state. Yeah, set that vibration, right? So what I want to do to kind of wrap this up is ask you a quick fire question, okay? And well, I suppose they're technically four quick fire questions, but what I want to ask you is really about what is something that you have learned that has totally shifted things for you in love, health, business, and money? So let's start with love, quick fire. What is one thing you've learned in love that has totally shifted things for you? have to love and heal yourself before you can go and seek someone else. And I was realizing that I was seeking somebody to give me something that I didn't have within myself already. And that's why I've been single is because I know that I wouldn't be doing anybody favors if I'm just doing it to get validation. So once you're whole and you're, you're, health, you're healing, then it's, it's, it's a better way to find somebody and align with their energy versus like them, you trying to get them to fill a void. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I just want to really, I know I just said quick fire, but I just want to tap into this super quick because I've mentioned this before in one of my other podcasts. I think it was either the Valentine's Day special I just did with my friend or one about, about my relationship with Tom, like how we got together. And I've mentioned you before, and I just want to wrap this around because for anybody listening, this is the guy that I was talking about who gave me the most solid piece of advice when Tom and I was first started like talking and that kind of thing. And I was still traveling and I went over to Scotland and I messaged Lance and I was like, I don't understand. Like this guy's not messaging me back. Like yesterday he messaged me real quick. And then today, like he sent my message, but it's been two days. And Lance just messaged me back one thing in a voice note. He was like, well, like, are you in a relationship with him? And I was like, no. He was like, so why are you expecting him to act like you are? And I was like, ah, <laughs> damn it, that's so true. And it was just one of the most mind-blowing moments for me. And I just wanted to let everybody know that this is Lance. This is the guy that I was talking about that gave that beautiful <laughs> piece of information, right? So just, I'll never forget it because it just blew my mind. I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I remember that. I remember those moments. Those moments were great. <laughs> So thank you for being there for me. Awesome. So yeah, what you just said totally is 100%. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it is. You can't say it any better than that. It's, it's loving yourself. It's that message of, that you've just been saying, right? All right. What about quick fire, something that you have learned that has shifted things for you in health? Is that we don't have to be so dogmatic about things. I feel that we can get really caught up in like what, we should be doing because of what we think or what somebody tells us. And I really believe that it's, we need to be intuitive when we eat food and we need to be conscious of it and understand that even though logically we may not think certain things are good for us, our body and our ancestral DNA may think differently. So I've just learned to really I've gotten caught up in, oh, I got to eat like this and this diet and this, and I'm eating too much fruit and this and that. It depends what your goals are for me. I'm in the tropics. I've been eating a lot of fruit. I'm enjoying it. It makes sense. I just try and just really look at food as, as and not take it so seriously all the time. Like it has to be one way. I think it's just like intuitively eating is, is, has been really, really important for me. It's just like, yeah, just, just, and having a good relationship with food in general, like mm -hmm. know where your food's coming from, you know, like really take the time and understand because it does matter. 
Mm -hmm. intuitive eating is like i remember when you were doing the caveman diet like i think it was the caveman we were just eating meat do you remember that <laughs> I, the yeah. carnivore the carnivore so, that's it yeah <laughs> it's it's interesting because it depends again what your goals are mm. right that can be a very very useful way at getting people's autoimmune and inflammation down is mm. it sustainable not really definitely not like but it depends what your goals are, right? I yeah. Mean, I'm just like the kind of person where I want to try all the things and I want to be able to offer the advice and help to people that need it. Just like plant medicine, just like anything, mm -hmm. right? And I think mm -hmm. that that could be as much as logically in our minds, we, it's, it seems terrible and whatever reason, but it can help certain people. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that was an interesting time, but I got bored, you know, I, mm. got bored. I felt great but I got bored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Intuitive eating is where it's at. Like I'll literally sometimes make a meal and then be like, go to eat. And I'll be like, Oh my God, my body doesn't actually want this. I want something else. But my ego is going, no, but we've got this in the fridge. So we need it, you know, blah, 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 blah. All right, cool. What about quick fire? <laughs> biggest thing you've learned that has shifted things for you in business? Belief is everything. Like Reach I'm going it. through this right now is that I've had so much doubt in myself that I'm capable and whatever you need to do, you need to find the belief and confidence. Confidence and belief is literally everything. We have to develop that. And I know that like on a daily basis, I need to work on that. And if we can believe in ourselves, then we can create anything. That really is the, the solid truth. It's not woo woo. It's nothing. It's like, Fucking believe in yourself. Do what you do. What you need to do to believe in yourself. Because if you don't, nobody else will. Nobody will believe in you or your idea. So just mm -hmm. figure out a way that you can believe and develop that confidence. Like even the promises with yourself that Tony Robbins says. Mm -hmm. It's the little things you do every day that make up the confidence, which mm -hmm. helps make up your belief system. Right. So that's been a huge thing for me. And look, I haven't figured it out. I haven't. I'm still figuring it out. It's it's a comparison game, right? It's like you we think we should be somewhere where we're, where we're not and whatever else but if we believe we can achieve yeah <laughs> i don't need to add anything to that nailed it <laughs> and then what's what's one big shift you've learned or one big shift you've had or something you've learned that's really created yeah a change for you when it comes to money or the understanding of money or whatever however you want to interpret that i am worthy of abundance it's it's all abundance and scarcity it was a huge thing that I had to learn growing up because I came from a family that we didn't have a lot of money and money was almost like, it was like a bad thing. Mm. And I've just really reprogrammed myself to have an abundant mindset. And a lot of that came from gratitude as well. Mm. Right? Like it's money's energy and it's worthiness again. Mm. And it's how do we feel about ourselves? Am I worthy of this? Mm. Am I worthy of abundance? And, and, this is why we need to figure out how do we get our subconscious programming? How do we get that crap out of there? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like I saw the full depth of abundance in my third night of ayahuasca. I felt what it was going to feel like to have anything that I wanted. I felt, I felt so dialed into my purpose and what abundance felt like that whenever I feel down, I'm going to go back to that because mm. I, it's literally there. It's there for us. We're abundant. We just need to remember. We need to stop telling ourselves the stories. 
And without going off on it too much, <laughs> that's the lesson that has, has changed my life is that you, you're worthy of it, right? Abundance, you have to really get to the point of feeling abundant in all areas of your life. And, and money is just an exchange. It's just one area of abundance, right? Power, brother. That's, yeah, mm. I got nothing to add to that one either. That's magic. <laughs> so on that beautiful note, I just want to say a big, huge thank you for all of the magic that you just brought because this has been such an incredibly powerful podcast. I mean, we've spoken about everything from, you know, belief systems to breakups to Tony Robbins to psychedelics to the, the biggest message of it all, which I think it broke a few horses' backs there just now with, with two conversations, one around the imposter syndrome that made your breakthrough and one around that deep understanding of bringing the shadow to the light. Loving yourself is not just bypassing shit. Loving yourself is creating space for all parts of you to be witnessed by yourself and others. So beautifully put. So beautifully put. So I love you so much. And thank you so much for being here. And I will link all of Lance's goodies down in the show notes. And if anybody wants to get in contact with him, you guys can find him on Instagram. What's your handle? I mean, I just always Let say... Go ahead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When we first met, I was just saying it was Lance Wesios was your name because you used to have that W. <laughs> I, I, I did, but that, that Instagram account got hacked. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we should cover that in another podcast, eh? Yeah. Like just releasing of identity, you know, all good things. So, so yeah, guys, definitely hit him up and send him a message if any of this resonated with you. I know that honestly, like literally, I've just had major breakthroughs. So I know that you guys are going to be feeling it as well. So thank you, brother. I love you. And... Yeah, love, light, and a high vibe, high five. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, light leader. Thank you so much for allowing me into your ear holes for that. If anything we spoke about today resonated with you in any way, I would truly love to hear from you. Make sure to grab a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Jackie Sib so I can connect deeper with you. Plus, if you loved what you learned here today, come and hang out with an entire community of light leaders over on Facebook. Access to my free Facebook group is in the show notes. That's all from me, homie. Love, light, and a high vibe high five.